All right, so today in my rant, I want to say something that will probably surprise a lot of people, uh, and that is that severance is not an entitlement. And this shocks people to come into this very boardroom. They've just received a package, and it's not at all what they expected. And what I always tell people is you can't assume, first of all, that you're going to get a package. If you do, that package might look, you know, it can look very many different ways. For example, employers can give you working notice which literally means that you will get a letter which says your employment will end on a date three months, six months, two years from now. And during the time from now until then, status quo remains. You've got to keep going to work, keep going and doing your job, you'll be paid the same way. Uh, but at the end of that period, illegally, you're not entitled to any payout. And that might be awkward. It doesn't work in many situations, but there's nothing lawfully wrong with that. Or you may not get a lump sum, you may get a salary continuance package. And uh, Richard Salas and I were discussing in season two, episode six of Fire Away, that severance packages can include things like bonuses, pension, uh, or pension typically not, bonuses, commissions, stock options, et cetera, but they may not. Or what we typically see is that the package says your salary will continue, but it's got a clawback, which means that if you find new work, during the notice period, your entitlement will stop and you'll get some reduced amount because you have essentially mitigated your damages. And that's critical because you might all of a sudden go from an 18 month package to a three month package if you're successful in finding new work. That shocks a lot of people. I've had people in this boardroom who are morally offended by that and we have to explain to them, which is our job, that that's the way the law works. And by law, severance is a bridge to your next job. It is not intended to be a windfall and courts don't generally like the idea of someone double dipping. So if you find new work, then your employer's obligation to continue compensating you will end assuming that the compensation level is comparable. Uh, that's the way the law works. So if you, for example, if you were not to agree on a severance package and you file a wrongful dismissal claim and a court says that you are entitled to one year of severance and one year is worth $100,000, but let's assume that during that year you find new work and you make $40,000. Now your former employer only owes you 60. They will deduct whatever you earn dollar for dollar. And that's what employers are essentially trying to recreate in their severance packages. So the most common offer we see these days is a severance package which says you will continue to receive your salary and benefits for X amount of time or until you find comparable employment. And when you do, you will get 50% of whatever was left in your package. And the reason for that 50% is because otherwise what we used to see is someone would look at the package and say, well, let me get this straight. I can either continue being paid for 12 months and sit at home, or I can go find a new job and still be paid the same amount. I may as well just sit at home. Uh, so that's why employers have tried to include this, this incentive, which will say, if you find new work, you get 50% of what's left. So essentially you're getting 150% of your salary for whatever time remains. That's what we're seeing a lot of now. All of this is negotiable. There are no rules on this. The only rule is, well, either what your contract says, if you have a termination clause, or what the common law says, which as I explained before, if you sue, then anything you earn during the notice period will be deducted from your package dollar for dollar. So it's important to remember, you don't have this automatic entitlement to your severance package, and it could be lump sum, could be salary continuance. Uh, but the one thing I often see is people who are very short-sighted. So I've seen people who will sit here and say, well, if that's the way it's going to be, I'm not even going to bother looking for new work. Or I've had people say, I've got a great new opportunity to resume my career, but I don't want to let my former employer off the hook, so I'm going to turn it down. And to me, I always encourage them not to do that. It's very short-sighted. 
I've seen people pay the price by turning up that great opportunity. And a year and a half later, they're still looking for another opportunity when their severance package has run out. Uh, so I really don't encourage people to do that. I do encourage people to negotiate the packages because oftentimes you have employers who will lowball the first offer. So it never hurts to ask for more. From the employer perspective, you know, the biggest mistake we see is that there's this assumption that every package has to be designed the same way. And the worst mistake you can make is assuming that there's one size fits all. Just because every past employee that was let go got a, got a lump sum doesn't mean you have to keep doing that. There may be good reason for working notice. For example, we've helped many clients go through the closure of either an entire company or a department. And you might go to the people in that department and say, we need you around for two months to help us with the transition. And after that two months, we're going to give you some sort of lump sum, which is essentially the incentive to stick around and do good work. Uh, or you might say this person is very likely to find new work quickly. We know that at law, they're entitled to around 18 months of severance, but we think they'll find a new job within six months. So offer salary continuance with a clawback. Uh, you need to assess the situation. And that's what we do. When we advise our employer clients and they tell us they're going to let somebody go, the first thing we do once we get the background information, we tell them two things what their legal obligations are and what their options are. And once the employer then assesses, okay, how they want, they know how they want to proceed, then we draft up the documents. The flip side is when someone comes to us with the package, we'll tell them what their legal rights are. And again, what their options are and what is missing from the package. And to the point that I discussed again with Richard Salas in episode six of season two of Fire Away, what's worth fighting over? Because you may have stock, you know, warrants or options but there's no point in spending $30,000 in legal fees if they're worth $5. Uh, so that's what you need to assess and, and basically pick your spots. Uh, but the bottom line is, is twofold. There's no entitlement to severance, but also there's no obligation that all packages, even within one company, have to be designed the exact same way. So that's my two cents worth and you got it here for free.